Sarah. Yep. It's been a couple of weeks. It has. It, it has. like years. It, 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 it feels like, hello, everybody, Womenology Podcast. Um, <laughs> it feels forgot. like, hello. <laughs> it, it, there has been an, a, a universal shift. Mm-hmm. Yes? I think so. I hope so. I think so. I hope so is right. Um, you know, these last few weeks, coronavirus, I, I, like who's really even talking about coronavirus um, other than the idiot who uh, coughed on somebody yesterday in a deli, which, and that went viral. And of course, that was another Karen that went viral. Mm. Um, it's a good week for Karens. It's a hell of a week for Karens. And no one else. <laughs> and nobody else. Um, obviously, the really the only really important topic is the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I keep worrying about seeming performative. Yeah. That, that you was, you know, that blacks. Yeah. Go ahead. That was an almost immediate um, concern that presented itself. And, right. You know, I, I follow a lot of black activists, a lot of black writers, a lot of black um, professionals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the general consensus was, you know, right now it's about elevating black voices. Right. And so I thought, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to, I'm going to um, spread the word and repost things. And, you know, I found a, a free online workshop about allyship and, okay. and. Has it um, happened yet? No. Okay. Oh, actually I think it did. I believe it was uh, just this past Friday night. Okay. So. I worry about saying the wrong things, right? I worry about yeah. saying the wrong things. That's why when I retweet, retweet something like uh, a post from an, a, a Black Lives Matter organization or a organization for uh, that provides mental health support for Black women, you know, I just keep my mouth shut right. and just reply. And that's the general. That's the gist that I get from when I listen to everything that that the the black people that I follow say like this is really just about it's about a listening and then implementing Mm -hmm. so I wanted to I wanted to say something or make a contribution to this dialogue and to this issue and to this time in a way that didn't seem performative but it also was something that I felt like, okay, this is sort of a, this is a, this is an area that I can, that I can speak on and I feel sort of comfortable talking about this. Mm-hmm. And it, it started with uh, doing the profile reviews for a lot of people. Uh, and we, a lot of them use match.com Okay. and match.com. You allow people to select, you know, you can check your, your ethnicity, your race, and then you can select the race of your ideal match. Okay. And a lot of my Caucasian clients would select Caucasian and nothing else. And I'm like, okay, huh. we're gonna we're gonna let's unpack this. That's surprising to me. Is it though? It is. Yeah. I mean, why not just leave it blank? Why be? I mean, you're, why 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 limit your pool that way? Right. Um. I mean, so, unless. 
you know you're racist. Unless, <laughs> Unless you're like excited you're really, about it. Yeah. So um, I brought this up in a, we did a discussion group. And so now I've, I've, I've updated all of our, um, all of the e-guides that we hand out um, and, and all of the sort of the syllabuses for all the workshops mm-hmm. to include this. And it's, we, you know, Friday night was the first time that I was going to be in, including this. And it was about 20 people, and I would say about eight of the people were black. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. If I bring this up, is this, could this possibly be re-traumatizing? Could this, like, what could happen here? But if I don't bring it up, I feel like I'm not doing my part. Yeah. You know? So I bring it up and I tell people, okay, here's the deal, Caucasian people. I said, and this is strictly for the Caucasian people and, and not people who identify as Jewish strictly for Caucasian. I said, when you're select, when you're filling out your profile and you are selecting your, the, the, the race of your preferred match, Mm -hmm. leave it blank. Yeah. Leave it blank. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Right. Like leave it blank just because it limits your options. If you check boxes off, but also leave it blank because as I said to them, I need you to understand, um, Put yourself in the shoes of a person of color when they read your profile and they're like, oh, that's a great about, oh, look at those photos and everything's great. And then they get to uh, preferred match preferences and they see, which is essentially whites only. Right. Well, I mean, I I even use that as an indicative piece of information, right? Like when I was on dating sites, if someone said mm-hmm. preferred white, I was like, uh why? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? But Why you know is what? that important to list? Yeah, but I got to tell you something. I've done that. Okay. I've done that. And I would write about it, and I was extremely fortunate to have black readers who cared enough about me to take the time to do the emotional labor and to it really, really explain to me that you know, I kept saying, no, 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 it's a preference. It's not a preference. It's a bias. Right. I mean, preference is a loaded word, too. Yeah. Yep. You know. So I say this, and wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you fucking know? The questions came rolling in, but what nope. about? <laughs> Just one. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, from look a, at us. From a white guy. From a white guy. <laughs> okay. Because, of course. And he's like, you know, um... I just disagree with you. And he said, you know, what if you want to meet someone of of your particular faith, um, of your, you know, uh, like I, mean, I only want to date random? somebody. <laughs> he, he, he wants somebody Christian. He wanted somebody, you know, he's. Those are hard to find. anglo I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was basically saying, and I think he actually came out and said, you know, I prefer to date white people. And I'm like, I just said, it's not a preference. It's a bias. And he's like, I disagree with you. And I said, and he asked the, well, what's the difference question? Mm -hmm. Like, why are you just saying that to white people? And I said, because if Jewish people prefer to date just Jewish people, it's because they are trying to carry on their lineage. You know, they're trying to carry on traditions that, that, you know, their, their entire lineage was almost wiped out. They're, they're rebuilding. 
and I said, there's a context to a choice like that. If a black person only wants to date a black person, there's a context to that choice that has nothing to do with looks. Right. And I, when he said, okay, well, what? Did he get it? Uh, no, of course not. No. And he said, well, you know, I just I, I just disagree. And I said, okay, uh, we're going to d- agree to disagree on this one, but I'm going to ask you to really dig deep on that one and, and just, just think about it, chew on it. I mean, what's because- the point of putting it in your profile? Because what's the harm in people seeing your profile, right? It doesn't mean you have to go out on a date with them, right? If someone you're not interested in for whatever reason right. reaches out to you, you're you're not obligated you owe them nothing right so right why not show your profile why not show your profile what do you mean i mean like why why limit yourself and self-select in that way of identifying mm-hmm. like a quote-unquote preferred race mm-hmm. there's no harm in people outside of your preferred race seeing your profile there's no harm yeah yeah and it's not that like it, it yeah it's not that people outside of their preferred race wouldn't see their profile oh that's it's, not it's how not that, that works no okay. it's so if, let's say somebody does a search and they, they and they say you know no preference they'll see your profile like they have no present preference for their ideal race okay they'll see your profile right well now knowing that's not how that works that makes it even worse worse <laughs> right and he said well what if you know i don't th- th- i loved this i loved this part well I-, I don't think it's fair to lead somebody on and let them think well, that don't. you know i'm open to dating and i said and i said well let me ask you a question what do you think is worse them sending you a message and you not responding which is just par for the course. typical online dating fair par for the course or reading your profile, thinking you are great, getting to that part of your preferred race and seeing white only. How do you think that's going to feel? Yeah. I mean, he's also, he's also weeding out other white women, which unfortunately would probably be to him the most effective counter argument. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there, there are white women who will see that and be like, no, Bob, moving on. Nope. Not great, Bob. <laughs> Not great, Bob. Not great. You know, but I do have to say, you know, particularly, and I don't know if they listen, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but Jamie, Heather, Craig, who who took the time to really educate me and they didn't have to because I had that bias. Yeah. And that bias came from growing up in an all-white environment um, and just like – messages not maybe not overt messages but messages nonetheless right just societal messages because when you think about it what is the difference there is no difference other than the color of their skin uh yeah because that's it yeah. that's, that's it. it so uh i want to thank i i, I want to thank the people who took the time to educate me when they didn't have to and i want to say that e- even as the show like i want to Going forward, I want our Instagram page to feature more black women and more podcasts hosted by black women. Um, I, I, I just want to do more. That's it. Okay. That's how I feel. How are you? Like, how were you during everything that was going on? Uh, <laughs> I mean, pretty much <laughs> the same, you know. There's, yeah. you know, the, the internal struggle of nice white ladies doing their best is like, 
not really even worth talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just going forward, I'm going to try to, again, just do better. Yeah. Just do better. Just do better. Like really do better. Again, remember what we said. It's, you know, it's, it's about implementation. It's about execution and, and actually acting. Yeah. Because this performative bullshit that people have been doing for years, it just doesn't cut it anymore. Well, you know who's mad about not being rewarded for performative bullshit? <laughs> Carolyn Calloway? Caroline Calloway. Caroline Calloway notes that the people watching her Instagram stories dramatically decreased when she uh, dedicated it to the Black Lives Matter movement and all that is... All the protests. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so sad. Unfortunately for Caroline Calloway. um, So now she's pivoted pivoted back to promoting her OnlyFans. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. It's kind of like, okay. And these influence who are like, okay, you know, back to business as usual. No, there there, there is no back to anything. If you don't notice the, the, like, the, the magnitude of this shift you're missing the point. Were you tuned into the Bon Appetit saga? A little bit, yeah, a Oof. little bit. Oof. Jeez, that one, fucking that Christ. one smarts. Oh, what about Refinery29? That one is not as surprising. <clears throat> Why not? I mean, have you have you ever read Refinery29? <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking mess. Up at all, all of these sites, all of these sites yeah. are just dumpster fires of misogyny and racism right. and, and white feminism. I guess the, the Bon Appetit thing um, hurt especially because I didn't recognize the tokenism that was happening. And of course I wasn't privy to the, you know, the pay structure and, you know, the organizational structure. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I was just floored to discover that people of color were not getting paid to appear in videos at all (laughs) at all like it's so outrageous and and it just slipped by and slipped by and slipped by and slipped by i i didn't see it it was there in front of me and i didn't see it and i've been enjoying their content and now i feel guilty about it yeah how about anna wintour well, again, no surprise. Um, no Andre surprise. Leon Talley. <laughs> called her, they called her out. Boy, oh boy. Well, he explained her, I think. He said she's a colonial broad. <laughs> hmm. Which, true. You know, you know who I have really come to um, turn to for... To, um, for news about this and discussion about this about this being media black lives oh, matter okay. and just the this the the riots and the protests mm-hmm. uh, you know who i've turned to i don't know who you've turned to trevor noah oh not caroline calloway no no sorry no <laughs> trevor noah oh. man he yeah, he's been great breaks this di- he is great that and it was that you know i've always like liked him known of him yeah. Never paid much attention to him, to him until he did that Instagram video really breaking down. What is it? What was the, the quote? Um, you're looting black bodies. Yeah. That it, it, he so broke the issue down 
in a way that I could understand, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't know how to say it. Like I get very uncomfortable talking about this cause I don't want to say the wrong thing, but he, he broke it down in a way that really, really made, I don't know. I don't know. In a, in a relatable way, in a way that sort of like he invited me into his space mm-hmm. and into this conversation. I felt like a part of the conversation. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. So I've started to, you know, follow him regularly and he interviewed Joe Biden. You know, he's and his his uh, cast is fantastic. I don't do you watch the show? Do you watch the Daily Show? Um, I see clips sometimes, but I don't have cable, so I don't see it regularly. Yeah. So. um white people fucking do better we got to do better i mean there's a real there's a real catch-22 in snaring us all now right because everyone is afraid of saying the wrong thing Mm -hmm. but you can't just say nothing (laughs) you can't just say nothing you can't and then if you say the wrong thing and apologize you know that your your apology is going to be evaluated as well Mm -hmm. so i mean you know i guess all, all of this discomfort really pales in comparison to the experience that we're not having, right? Which is, but, yeah. you know, we're not being slaughtered en masse mm-hmm. by law enforcement, among other things. Mm-hmm. So Trevor Noah, I, too, is a really good example of a person who, um, you know, he walked the line of cancellation, but he came back and we forgave him. When he first took over The Daily Show, do you remember those? Oh, yeah. He wrote the tweets. Yeah. I don't remember what they were about. Some, I do. Some kind he of called, no-no. He called a woman a fat woman. Okay. So, I, yeah. some Something like that. I knew. <laughs> something like that. Um, and But, you know, we gave him a chance and he's doing a good job. So. Yeah. He is doing a great job. Uh, what was I? I just had a thought and I feel oh, like. I'm sorry. Uh, not saying anything apologies not being good enough i don't know we'll come to it okay. uh, i'm sure we'll come back to it but it basically just we just have to do better that's it and, and you know instagram and all that shit it's great but it's time for um money to be going to you know black Lives matters organizations uh, it's it's time for donations or support to be thrown to um, services that support black women mm-hmm. because black women appear to really, really be the ones shouldering this, shouldering a lot of it. Hmm. You mean in terms of doing the educating? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, but point. also just, just like rem- keeping, rem- reminding people and, and, yes i guess it is it's it's educating people yeah you know um so get out there follow as many black activists as you can follow black actors follow black writers follow black politicians and just listen just listen and then try to implement their words in your day-to-day life Mm -hmm. you know that's it. I got in, I got in a fight in Dwayne Reed because there was a sixty year old woman giving the manager shit about what because she was trying to buy beer. Okay, 
she was a 60 year old Karen and <laughs> she was trying to buy beer and the cashier said, and the, and the cashier was black and the cashier said, can I please see your ID? Because the manager's like right behind her. Uh, yeah. And it is law. You're supposed to, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to ask for ID. Right. And the woman said, well, I don't need it. I buy here. What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm sorry. You know, it's the law. I have to ask. She's like, that's ridiculous. Like, wh what are you talking about? Uh, 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 uh. And the guy, the manager said, ma'am, it's the law. We have to ask. She's like, you shouldn't, I, I shouldn't have to tolerate this. And it was literally <laughs> like just a few days after. What an injustice. George, <laughs> right. Just a few days after George Floyd had been murdered. And I just snapped and I said, will you fucking just shut up? I said, don't give him shit for doing his job. Right? It's the law. <laughs> it's, right. Why are you getting in, involved in this? And I said, lady, read the fucking room. Yeah. Which of course, like no one's going to get that. I said, I read the, the room. I bet the cashier did. I bet the cashier and the manager, because the manager was black as well. I said, stop giving him shit pay for your stuff and go. There and so go. she pays and she turns and she looks at me and I don't know if she said fat bitch or fucking bitch, but I was like, girl, really? You think you're the first person to say that? Well, <laughs> Either one of them. <laughs> so what are you going to do? You can't please you all do? the Karens all the time. <laughs> you can't please all the Karens all the time. That's <laughs> um, oh, too oh, bad. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Karens, yeah. we've, got a, we've got a medium essay, people. Oh, that was God. such a great segue, look, Sarah. <laughs> Good job on you. Woo. <laughs> We've got a hell of a medium essay. And, I, and I'm telling you, I fell down a rabbit hole. And I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, mostly ladies, a few, few guys. I, we, we're getting a ton of subscribers to the mailing list, which is great, and a lot of men. That's great. Which I'm actually very happy about. Um, I'm telling you right now, write this down. There are a ton of phantom writers yeah. on medium. Ton. Yeah. I've, I've found at least 15. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you keeping a list? And Is there like a... Um, I am, like actually. I am. <laughs> because, I don't know, I might tip off Jezebel again. Yeah. Why don't you put together a spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. We can talk about that in the... Uh, we're, we're recording a... <laughs> bonus episode after this but let's talk about this delightful karen who wrote an article called <laughs> who is the other woman she's not always who you think she is <laughs> she's apparently not anyone that this woman thinks she is either like <laughs> what irritated me most about this it's that it's fucking tropes it's just tropes uh, yeah. the daddy issues and oh she's she's you know deeply insecure and you know she likes the drama no bitch you like the drama <laughs> it seems that way yeah so hence this nine thousand word essay is it nine thousand words i don't know i didn't get it <laughs> felt like it probably uh let me let me uh, let me put the my glasses on for this okay so I have a friend who repeats the same pattern in every relationship. And what's her name? Let's call Bertha. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because what do you, what image conjures up when you think hear the name Bertha? It's not great. It ain't positive. It ain't attractive, ladies and gentlemen. No, it is not. Bertha has never, in twenty years, pursued a man who was not married. Twenty years of furtive exchanges, clandestine meetings, 
and stolen time. Wow. Wow. Very Bertha recently, yeah, Bertha recently showed me a text exchange between her and her latest married target. In it, she described in graphic detail how she would perform oral sex on him if given the opportunity. It was well written. If she ever wanted to use her powers for good and not evil, there's a soft, there's a soft porn book with her name on it. This is so okay. This is so cunty. <laughs> it's, it's so. Oh no! I, I see another clip, Sarah. It's so <laughs> condescending. Oh, God. I mean, like I didn't oh, know God, that it could you. be cunty punctuation, but parentheses if given the opportunity. Like, where you think this guy's going to turn down a blowjob? I don't think he is. I think Bertha's going to have plenty of opportunity with her As a side target. note. Yeah, right? As a side note, her target's wife just lost her dad. I don't know the wife, but I know the statistics. The death of a parent rocks a marriage. Well, you seem to know what? a lot. So how do you know this much about this Enter the family? Right? Enter the other woman. To be clear, when I speak of the other woman, she is not the woman who had one affair with a married guy, learned from it, and then never did it again. Nor does this even describe the other woman who did it twice, because it took two mistakes to sink in. Mm -hmm. Once is a lesson, twice is a lesson review, three times or more is a pattern. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, now, here's, here's what really got me. There are some women who only pursue married men. I call these women the serial other woman. If only there were AKA. an acronym. What is sow? Perfect. Nailed it. Perfect. There you go. How to spot the sow? Mistresses come in many shapes and sizes, but the sow doesn't fit the scorned woman's paradigm. She doesn't really want your man. The sow is not playing for keeps. She is often batting her lashes at your guy for one of two reasons. A, she doesn't want anything permanent. Or B, she doesn't think she is worthy of anything permanent. Yes, sometimes she will form an attachment because those pesky hormones make it hard not to. But usually, being the missus is not her endgame. And here we go again. She's the cuckoo bird in the nest. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And just like the bird, the sow could build her own nest, but she would rather sit in yours. The reason is simple. The sow is lazy. Sure. Uh, she, she doesn't want the grumpy kids, dirty dishes, running noses, or any of any of the messy hard work that comes with a relationship. Bitch, who wants who wants that shit? Yeah, that's not a relationship. That's that's kids. <laughs> they're not the yeah, same. They're not the same thing. And you're not lazy if you don't want to wipe noses for the rest of your life. Right. It's just a choice. It's just a different choice. Hmm. Well, you know, there's a right choice and a wrong choice when you're Karen. When you're Karen. <laughs> Is is her name Karen? No. It is. <laughs> no. It's it's not? It's well, it's adjacent. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's it looks like Carlin, but it might be Carlin Beccia. Is her last name seriously Beccia? Yeah. Like Bitchia? Yeah. I mean it, it, this thing writes itself. If only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she usually had a troubled childhood. I know a few sows. How many do? How, how many could you possibly know? I mean, right. And also, like now we're just using sow to say sow, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> just... Driving. And they home. all share. And they all share one thing in common: a strained relationship with either a mother or father figure. You know what, man? And and there's. It's not that there's not validity to this. We've talked about this. We've talked about attachment disorders that stem from 
uh, you know, caregivers that weren't present. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. And yes, there is, there's some validity to this. But this asshole did not an ounce <laughs> of research about this and just decided to use a trope that she saw in a Lifetime movie. Like Fatal Attraction. You know, this uh, essay presumes a whole lot, right? About it's just it, men, women, and humanity as a whole. <laughs> yeah, she seems to think that she has a greater insight into human motivation and emotional complexity than the rest of us. Yeah, and she doesn't. No, she doesn't feel guilty. Sorry, but she doesn't. None of the sows I know have ever displayed a modicum of remorse. You know what? Here's the thing: if I were constantly banging married men you know what i wouldn't tell anybody i mean right right so how do you know right and so that right there makes this bitch an, an unreliable narrator yeah i don't really believe that she has a friend named bertha who shares text messages with her that she's exchanging with a married man i mean i don't right this isn't happening not it's not a thing not happening she has a lot of guy friends. The sow keeps her friends close and her married friends closer. She is probably friends with your husband or boyfriend. She may even befriend you so she can spend more time with your guy. Her strategy is to start with an emotional affair. Late night texting, getting your man to confess secrets to build intimacy, and backhanded remarks about you. She seduces with a slow burn. I'm going to need you Question. to research uh, Car Carolyn Betchia's background and see if she works at fox news or something because she is doing expert level fear mongering well she's also completely alleviating any responsibility like she's not alleviating she is um making the guy sound like he has no agency well, right, in yeah. this at all yeah. no he has no he is not in any way responsible for this i mean there's also the internal contradictions in this section right like to demonize a woman with a lot of guy friends <laughs> and yeah. then to go to go on and say that you know she's doing that to to get at you i don't think she's saying that uh she says she may even befriend you so she can spend more time with your guy well right her strategy is to start an emotional affair. Whatever. Her only romantic relationships are fake ones. Many sows will post pictures on social media of her arms wrapped around her latest target. The sow is rarely in a real relationship, so she fakes relationships for public viewing. What I married man <laughs> is posing for these photos? Uh, her arms wrapped around her latest target. Yeah, like, what? Think about it. Doesn't it doesn't check out at all. A at all. She also uses social media to create jealousy and tension within your relationship. The sow knows that jealousy makes people look ugly, and a provocative photo with her and your man is bound to push buttons. Question, why is your dude hanging out with this woman in the first I place? I mean, right? Like, the takeaway lesson here is don't date assholes. I think it is. It really is. Uh, how to protect your relationship from the sow. Ever watch a cobra Oh, Jesus. Ever watch a cobra dance to a snake charmer's flute? The cobra no. sways back and no, the cobra sways back and forth in a hypnotic rhythm. It looks like the cobra is dancing, mesmerized by the snake's charmer's spell. But the cobra is not dancing. The cobra is swaying back and forth because she is waiting for a strike zone to attack. Huh? Okay. 
That is what the sow does. She appears to be dancing, but she is looking for her opportunity to strike. You must never open your relationship to that strike zone. This their Jesus Christ. rhetoric is really giving me flashbacks to the Bush administration. <laughs> okay. The, 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 the second one. <laughs> the terrorists I, I don't. Win. Oh, I... I... You must never open your relation to that strike zone. Right. What do you like? <laughs> what? What? Like I get you know obviously marriage takes work, but this sounds like you have to be on the offensive at all times. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Communicate. Do not accuse, unless you have solid proof your partner betrayed your trust. Well, you would. Do if not you have all these photos that the sow is allegedly posting. Right. Brace yourself, okay? Accusations will only make your partner defensive. Oh? And if it is an office flirtation, he probably is not encouraging the advances. According to... (laughs) What? (laughs) What the... I'm sorry, what? We need to go back. I'm not sure how you would think that you could know that. (laughs) is she actually implying that men do not um, initiate sexual or romantic relationships with coworkers? well i think this is sal specific right because she's she's spent a lot of time generating paranoia and fear about this particular type of woman so i (sighs) i don't think she's saying that men never do this i think she wants you to really hone in on the sal got it instead explain to your partner why this his relationship with the sow makes you uncomfortable for example hang on. when <laughs> hang on why exactly why? is your is your husband an adult male because he doesn't need an explanation he already knows right if your if your partner is carrying on at work posing for all these photos or whatever (laughs) he knows you're uncomfortable and he doesn't care with that dancing cobra with the dancing cobra right we're right because this is looney tunes like what is that what is that example no one has ever seen a dancing cobra because no one has done that in a hundred years right okay anyway (laughs) anyway Instead, explain to your partner why his relationship with the sow makes you uncomfortable. For example, when you texted Bertha at 1 a.m., it made me feel anxious. What? Is there anything fuck, Is there anything I should be worried about? Yes. Yes. And you don't need to ask him. And I don't want to ruin the surprise for you, you fucking asshole. Yeah. But if he is cheating on you, guess what? He's going to lie. Really? You know, <laughs> that's what I said in the essay. I said, you know. When he's confronted, he's not going to just cave. You know, this isn't fucking law and order. <laughs> you know, where like they catch him, they're like, all right, here it is. Blah, 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 blah. And, right? This isn't uh, like a crime procedural that they have to wrap up in 60 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean, ask. I mean, but similarly, by the time it occurs to you to ask if you should be worried. That's like that's the warrant of the relationship, right? If the warrant has been issues, yes, you should you should be worried. <laughs> yeah. You are a suspect. 
do not confront the other woman. You might be tempted to confront the sow, but this usually backfires. Remember, the sow feeds on drama. Again, this is a trope. It is. This is a trope. Uh, do not show the sow fear. Make a game plan. Relationships are continually being re- renegotiated. This is so romantic. What? constantly being renegotiated accounts for the agency of all grown human beings involved if a sow is causing tension in your relationship it needs to be addressed and that is going to take work on both ends no it's not it's not going to take any fucking work on your end (laughs) it's not because here's how it's going to go i don't like her stop hanging out with her end of story that's it yeah i mean ideally it wouldn't have become an issue in the first place because again an an adult man who's interested in protecting his marriage wouldn't be engaging in this behavior anyway right right so even if 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 this were if this guy were engaging this woman in the first place i i really hate to break it to you the problem isn't the other woman it's him it's the guy it's also you because you suck a bag of dicks too well um (laughs) You just choose bad men. Your work is going to be control your jealousy and not overreact. His work is going to be to take steps to alleviate your worries. No. You know what the plan should be? Fucking divorce. That's the that's the plan. <laughs> that's a fucking plan. Either you respect me or you don't. I mean, yeah. And if you don't, beat it. Go. Yeah. Well, it's clear that in this scenario, she doesn't respect the hypothetical man either right because she's not again giving him enough agency and credit to think that he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. or, they, or yeah. that he wouldn't recognize what the sow is doing yeah adult like, men know when women are flirting with them say that again adult men know when women are flirting with them well certainly women this overt right right like and uh, uh, Adult men know that when a woman texts them at one o'clock in the morning, sure, it's not to be like, "Hey, hey, what's going on? How are those TPS reports, coworker?" Right? <laughs> exactly, coworker. Oh, this part. Oh, I once had a buxom sow who used to who used to always rub her boobs up against my ex boyfriend. So we made a plan that plan that when we were all out together, he was allowed three boob rubs per night. This became a hilarious private joke between I us. Bet that was really enjoyable for everyone yeah. involved. Yeah, everybody hilarious. involved. Four stars, five stars. I would look across the bar and make a peace sign with my splayed fingers to indicate that he was on his second boob rub because she was watching him like a fucking hawk. I mean, right? How else would you keep count? Right. He would give me that sheepish grin back that it was not his fault. And it wasn't. It was. It was. What? what? It, but it was. it was. But it was. Um, yeah. So, but my three boobs per night rule communicated to him that flirtations are harmless as long as they have limits. Which brings me to my next point: well, show confidence. Hang on. So <laughs> that that is like the first reasonable thing that has been said. I mean. Okay, if you if your husband has an office wife or whatever, I mean, it, yeah, it might be harmless. But the key word is limits, right? And this this author has failed to establish reasonable limits. Like, 
I would say one boob yeah. rub is too many. <laughs> yeah. I would say half a boob rub is too many. Like if just the nipple fucking touches his back, that's too much. I mean, you know, she has no, like, she's not, this isn't about setting healthy boundaries not. so much as, like, just don't date a man who would disrespect you right, right in front of you. Right. Which has probably <sighs> happened more than once. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, Show and it's so and it's so ironic too because she starts out at the beginning of this essay talking about how the sow doesn't have healthy boundaries and yeah so her relationship has no boundaries etc. So show there's nothing sexier than a woman who is confident her man is going home with her. Inversely, jealousy is an ugly emotion that creates mistrust and will drive your man into the arms of the SOW. You know what? I'm cool with that. If, if me saying, I don't like it, please stop doing it, and he doesn't stop doing it, bitch, I hope I hope she has a fold-out couch. I mean, that's- Because the, you yeah, can go there now. That's the second logical thing <laughs> in this 9,000-word essay. <laughs> what part? That jealousy will drive him into the arms of the sow. It, yeah, it probably will. Not, I, almost anything would at this point. Uh, right. Right. Anything would- because he wants to get the fuck away from you because he's unhappy or just because he's an asshole. Right. To put out a fire, you must cut off its oxygen. Do not give a sow the oxygen she craves. One of my favorite quotes from the queen of infidelity research, Esther Perel, is, we will have many relationships over the course of our lives. Some of us will have them with the same person. Hmm. Your relationship will evolve and take... What? We've, we've almost come to a revelation there, but not quite. <laughs> Your relationship will evolve and take different shapes, and outside threats to it can make it grow stronger. The sow will never understand that kind of dedication. She is the proverbial rolling stone that gathers no moss, and once she tires of your man, she will roll over the next. I fucking hate this woman. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great, Bob. It's not. You know, this chick is awful. There's a lot to unpack. But what bothers me most is that this was submitted to Medium to a publication called Fearless, she wrote. Okay. This is a space to empower differences and tell our stories. Huh. Well, it says right there, we will not be silenced. And she wasn't. Yeah. It, and this comes like right on the heels of that article from that Tara, Tara Bell Blair about f the five things women need to do to that non-physical things that men find attractive oh, in yeah. women. <laughs> Yeah. Holy mother of fuck. Yeah. That was that was a real throwback too, except like to the fifties. <laughs> yeah. Boy did boy oh boy. I'll post a link in the show notes and she got it. She got about almost a hundred over a hundred comments hmm. ripping into her. Well this has four hundred and ninety claps, so you know, here's what I'm realizing about Medium is that um and again we're gonna be talking more about this on the bonus episode. All these women that write uh, these stupid fucking essays. There is a very large incel, red pill, misogynist uh, audience that reads these essays. Okay, interesting. And they're they're all over the comments, and it just bothers me that 
there's no intelligent discourse that goes on to like, like th these guys are never going to change their mind, of course. But the fact that this is what she wrote that knowing it was going to be inflammatory because that's how you get paid on medium, write inflammatory shit yeah, or write softcore porn. <laughs> that's, and that's it. And it just sucks that those are the links you have to go to to get paid on this site that you have to fucking pander to this kind of audience. Yeah. Leering dudes who love, you know, jerking off to your softcore porn or like women who hate other women, basically. And men who hate women. And men who hate women. Like there's nothing feminist about this piece. No. 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 The first comment too is um she is a person who wants to have it's this by a man. She is a person who wants to have power over the guy. If you hurt me, I will hurt you back by going to your wife. She is a person that values transactional sex over emotional sex. She is not an ally of women, but a user. She exhibits toxic femininity. Yeah. Great. Yep. Great hot take. Great hot take. Wow. I wrote my comment. The misogyny on medium is strong these days. And I absolutely pointed out, I'm like, because she responded to my comment, I said, it's not her fault that the men she engaged, she didn't pledge, let's see, the sow wasn't the one in the relationship. She didn't take vows. She didn't pledge fidelity. It's not her fault that the men she engages are selfish, insecure, and dishonest cheaters. Painting these women as insecure, damaged goods says more about your issues with other women than anything else. If you have to be as vigilant as you describe in this screed, the problem isn't the other woman. The problem is that you're in a bad relationship with a man that doesn't respect and you. And you got 12 claps. <laughs> I sure did, Sarah. I got 12 claps. And of course, what did she do? She came back with the, I never said men who cheat are inculpable. You kind of did. I mean, it, over and over. Yeah, you, you did. But interesting, is, interestingly, interestingly, you seem to be saying exactly what my friends who repeatedly go after married men say. You mean these phantom friends that you don't have? I was going to say, are they still going to be your friends after they read this? <laughs> I don't think they are. Right. Yeah. Not that they exist, um, but yeah. Right. It's not, um, it's not my fault. It's the guy's fault who cheats. Right. I, it, it, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. Secure women don't chase married men. What? What's the... Like, okay. The, the men have, it's not like they nail the men down. <laughs> yeah. No one's being kidnapped here. Yeah, exactly. No one's being forced to do anything. Destroy the lives of children, all because you want to see if you can get the guy to disrespect his relationship. Why waste your time mate poaching when there are millions of single men in the world? <sighs> I don't know. And... I just responded with, first, well done on that little an anagram you made up, sow, as in a female pig. Tell me again how you don't hate other women. <laughs> Please don't use passive-aggressive tactics to deflect. I sound like a woman who can smell internalized misogyny when she sees it. Blah, blah, blah. It's all in the article. I'll link to a post. But, yeah, she sucks. And I'm pissed that this site I'm, – I'm getting really angry that this site is, is catering to this audience. Yeah. You know, the amount of fucking softcore porn on Medium is fucking ridiculous. Mm. And I'm telling you, well, it's connected to that like Rachel Brewson type scheme where yeah. 
it's a bunch of fake people directing people to various sites. It's it's a money making scheme. Right. I'm telling you right now, and I'm digging and digging and digging now because I'm going to come up with something. But yeah, it's it's no good. So anyway, uh, Karen Carlin Beccia Beccia, she's Italian, so it's Beccia. Um, go fuck yourself. And uh, I look forward to reading your awful essays in the future. <laughs> Oof. They will be tagged on feminism. Was it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's go to a, date, a letter that we have. Okay. And uh, all right. So, hello. I recently had two dates with a guy who initiated contact on a dating app. He seemed really nice, interesting, and very interested in me. After the first date, he was flirtatious and couldn't wait to set up another date, which we did. On the second date, a long, sort of intense talking date, which I tried to keep fun too, the vibe was at first a little calmer. Then at the end, he wanted to get slightly physical. But after I agreed, he left the date without interest in the next date and ghosted. Honestly, I've never had a guy so interested initially and then just change so soon. Should I assume he just found someone he liked better and couldn't say something polite? Why do people get really jazzed so quickly only to pull a 180? Should I just write it off as one confused, messed up, strange guy and hope he's the exception? Uh, this is a new letter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if he's messed up and confused uh, as much as he's he's like one of those love bomber types. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He came on early know, at first. He, he come on really strong to sort of overwhelm you and make you feel too comfortable too quickly. Mm-hmm. And then when he tries to like get you to have sex with him, you'll you'll fall for it. You know, because that that's what this guy is. It's not just about sex; like it's about the attention. It's about you know, um, it's about. Well, I don't I don't know that, if fall for it is the right way of framing that right you you will decide based on the information you have right which is Mm -hmm. which you will only find out later is disingenuous right so what i always say is if someone comes on strong right away that's a huge huge red flag that that should not be ignored Um, and i wouldn't even say file it away i would say that needs to that is a problem yeah, pump the someone brakes. coming on, yeah, pump the brakes right away. Like if someone's coming on that strong, that quickly, and showering you with attention, and showering you with you know terms of endearments, and really saying and behaving the way you want your ideal person to behave, um, you have to take a step back because that ideal, even your ideal, isn't real. Yeah, it's based on fantasy. The second date is a long, sort of intense talking date which is another indication that this is a person trying to hasten a sense of intimacy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on the second day, the vibe was at first a little calmer Then at the end, he wanted to get slightly physical, but after I agreed, he left the date without interest in a next date. Uh, it just sounds like, but after I agreed it, it the way this is written yeah. It sounds like they hooked up a little bit and then at the end of the date he left and never asked her out again and then she never heard from him. So it sounds like she hooked up with him. Yeah. 
and then he ghosted. I wonder how much time has elapsed, though, right? Because if someone is Mm -hmm. coming on very strong and then you don't hear from them for like two days, well, that that is an abrupt 180, but also that's like a reasonable amount of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, ideally, he would have said something about like next time. Right. But he didn't. (laughs) But he didn't. But if if the if the ghosting is, again, like not that long, just long compared to the amount of attention and effort he was putting in before. Mm-hmm. All signs point to <laughs> the person who was trying to uh, like get really close really soon. Yeah. And, and that was it. Right. And in situations in general. The most, really the most important tool any single person can have when they're dating online or just dating in general is critical thinking. That is, I mean, it's critical. You have to, when situations stray from a baseline, you have to let your critical thinking take over and ask yourself, why is this person coming on so strong? Yeah. It's really tempting to be like, oh, we're just such a good match that right. that's why. Right, right. And that's, that's what I mean by it's so tempting to think because you fall prey to that. You fall into it very quickly because they're making, they're saying all these things. They're saying what you want to hear. And the goal for them is to make you feel comfortable enough to have sex with them or do what they, whatever they want, mm-hmm. whether it's whatever give them money get, or whatever really. it is. Yeah. Really. So critical thinking, you, this is it. Like, and, and I, I, this is also where I, you know, when it when we talk about scammers, you know, I talk about this with my clients and I talk about this in the workshops and in the online discussion groups and I'll RSVP, I'll put a link to this Wednesday's free dating advice discussion group that I'm doing. When somebody seems too good to be true, when it's this really good looking guy or a really good looking woman yeah, and they're, and they're really just, into you. And they're really into you. Like, you have to, like, you got to stop and say, wait a minute. Like, can, is this my league? Like, do I typically get contacted by people like this? You know, why, if he's overseas, why is he contacting me? And I just feel like if we did a little bit more critical thinking, we could really we could really avoid all of these types of situations. Yeah. Yeah. So when someone comes on quickly, ask yourself why. Ask yourself why, and and try to stay, try to maintain some objectivity, so that you do not uh, get sucked into it. You know, keep reminding yourself, well, why is he doing this? Right. Why. You know, and it's okay to want to find out. It's okay to want to meet them. But if this continues, like, why? This is this is odd. Yeah. It's it, also okay to have sex or whatever on the second date if you want to. But, right. you know, sort out, like, am I doing this because I assume this is going to kick off a relationship? Or am I doing this because I want to? Yeah. It's, yes. You know, keep the investment level low as low as you can. And the tips that I gave were, you know, keep communications to a minimum minimum before you meet so that you don't get too invested. And so there's not a lot, like it's not a false intimacy that's being built up. Right. Keep conversations light and, and uh, not too, and don't get too personal. 
you know, mm-hmm. that builds intimacy. We, you know, we bond through sharing. And if you start sharing really private things and then, you know, before you've even met or it's only been a couple of dates, that too is going to create this false sense of intimacy and you're going to get really invested Yeah, and, you know, remain objective. I think another um, thing to look out for is an imbalanced conversation. Like if, if they're asking a lot more questions of you than mm-hmm. they're answering, it's because they're gathering information and taking notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's uh, that's always comes up. That always comes up in the workshops. But most like, people fall for that because we all love talking about ourselves, you know? Right. So. What they're doing is they're trying to suss out if you have a support system. They're trying to suss out just how easy you're going to be to manipulate. I mean, at their darkest, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 They want to know. They want to gather information to use against you. Basically, yeah, at, at the darkest. I don't. At I don't darkest. think it's always that dark. I mean, I think. I think some people do this naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, as just like they've found out, like, oh, this is you know, this is how you can skip to sex. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, I hope you're okay. Uh, I think her name. She didn't leave a name. Okay. But. If you listen and you wrote in, um, I hope you're okay. Yes. We're going to assume your name is not Karen. Not Karen. And just stay alert and really, really, really uh, use critical thinking as much as you can any at any point just to keep that sharp because critical thinking is going to help you avoid situations like this. Hmm. I know that 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, a little nudge still sucks. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I posted. I didn't post it. I showed you what she posted the other day. You know, the guy's profile on Bumble said, I go by my, Aaron. I go by my middle name. And that's it. And that's all it said in the, in the bio. Yeah. So, of course. Riveting. riveting. So she swipes on him and they match. And she says... You know, in his, the picture, his profile said his name was Michael, but in the bio he says, I go by Aaron hmm. in my middle name, which right there, right there should fucking tell you something's not right. <laughs> so we got my a guy. Wife calls me Michael, but I go by Aaron. <laughs> right. Like, what's up here? Because if you go by Aaron, why'd you fill in Michael? Right. Because this pulls from your social media accounts. Oh. A lot of times. Okay. So Michael must have been on your, your social media account. Hmm. So more than likely, this guy is a is a scammer. I mean, can't you go in and edit that even if it fills it in as a default? Yes, you but can. But he didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll just say I'm Aaron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. That's so here we go. Um, hi, this is the exchange. Hi, Michael, Aaron, whoever you are. And he replies with a riveting, hey. (laughs) We're off to a good start. Are you from the, yeah. Are you from the South? Nope. Why you ask? Again, scammer. (laughs) Because a lot of people go by their middle names in the South. Oh, okay. I lived there for a while, but that's about it. And then she replies and says, you're a pretty talkative guy. And he says, oh, thanks. You as well. What? 
Huh, okay. <laughs> Where do we fucking start with this train wreck? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guess, first of all, I guess why you ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, that could just be a typo. To be fair, sure. that could just be a typo. Um, okay, let's start with the beginning. The bio's not filled out. Okay. Right. There you go. Do not, do not bother with anybody that doesn't fill out a bio. No. That doesn't write a summary. Just don't. Do yourself a favor. Um, what he does include is, I go by my middle name, Aaron, mm-hmm. but his profile's name is something else. Girl, come on. If someone in real life that you met said, I know I told you my name is Brian, but it's actually Michael. What would you think? <laughs> like, oh, he's hiding something. something. So two, that, that's, the, that's the second red flag blowing in her face. They match. She messages him and he replies with, hey. Yep. <laughs> doesn't engage. Doesn't show any enthusiasm. Not a very, but boy, oh boy. Not a good scammer. Probably new to this. Not a good scammer. And or he just wasn't interested. If he's not a scammer, that's he's just a weirdo. <laughs> and she replies with, "Do you live? Do you live in? Are you from the South?" Mm-hmm. No. Okay. There's really nothing wrong with that question. It's just that the minute he replied with "Hey," yeah, I kind of would have. I would have course corrected. I don't know if I would have still stuck with the whole name thing. Sure. You know, yeah, he's going to need he a little did, more. <laughs> he's going to need a little more. And he then he responded. So if he was real, he did try to engage her he, a little bit. A little. He tried a little, but he tried. She. A, right. She didn't. Her efforts weren't great. Nope. Her efforts weren't great. Uh, uh, first of all, emailing somebody and saying, hi, Michael Aaron, whoever you are. Don't be sassy in that first message. I know people think it's cute. And, and this goes for men and women. I know people think it's cute. It's not. <laughs> if I don't know you and you're being sassy to me, get the fuck out of here. I didn't. I don't. I, I don't like regard it. that as sassy, but I see how it could be. It just—it's too familiar. I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's too familiar. And if they reply, if they don't match your enthusiasm. You know, give them one chance. One chance. Right. So if you're talking to somebody and you make a match, hey there, oh, uh, I went to Paris in 2016. To, you know, drop me a line back if you'd like to chat. Mm-hmm. Don't ask that question. And, response and then you wait. Get, hey. <laughs> and if you, they respond and you get, hey, just like if it's just one word, okay, maybe, maybe give them a second chance. But if, if they just say, oh, wow. That's really interesting. I loved it when I went there. If Okay, so they didn't ask you a question. That's not great. But give them a chance to redeem themselves. And then talk about something else. Shift it to something else in their profile or something that you have in general. Something in common that, you know, that you both have. Like, oh, I can't wait for, you know, any big plans after quarantine. I can't wait to, you know, go to the run in the park again. Mm-hmm. And then see what they say. And if, and if by with that last, re- if that next response, because this is the one, this is where the rubber, you know, hits the road or meets the road or whatever the hell that saying is. This is it. If they don't respond and, ma- and mirror your enthusiasm, just bail. Just bail. And if they're just shitty, com- you know, um, conversationalists, more than likely they will follow up with you. 
and say, hey, you know, how are you doing? Like they'll they'll wait. They'll wait a while. And if they see notice that you don't respond, they're gonna be like, huh. And if they're just bad conversationalists, more than likely, they'll they might respond and say, Oh, hey, did I lose you? Yeah. And in that case, continue talking. But if they don't respond, it's because they were never that interested in the first place. Mm-hmm. Just just bail. Just bail. And that and and those conversations on those apps fizzle because people stay on those apps too long. Yeah. People, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> Get off that app as quickly as you can <laughs> and move to video dating. Um, yeah. So I'm always I'm always amused by the people who say things like, oh, I mean, you wouldn't believe the messages I get. I'm like, okay, let me see. And then I look at the message and I'm like, this, you're, but, but you're awful too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and no one tells her that she's awful. Everyone just agrees with her. <laughs> <laughs> you're a pretty talkative guy. Like if the guy was even remotely interested. So now the first message, you've just kind of been a little bit obnoxious. Right. And now you and respond with, you're a pretty yeah. talkative guy. <laughs> right. More obnoxious. At, at that point. Yeah. That's more obnoxious. I'm out. Like I'm done at that point. Like leave the sass at home, right. leave the, you know, the, oh, like the, the, the negging. <laughs> Weird leave that the men negging. falling for that. Yeah. Just stop. I know you think it's makes you look feisty or, you know, whatever. What's the word? Uh, She's spicy feisty, or whatever, whatever the word yeah. is. Yeah. Feisty. Just, just make simple conversation mm-hmm. you know a couple questions boom and then video chat and then meet that's it yeah that's it yeah you, you really know? don't need to it's... gather a bunch of information yeah just... these are not recon yeah. you know what i mean this isn't <laughs> you're not <laughs> you're not doing recon you're just trying to suss out whether or not this person has a personality and if there's potential chemistry yeah. And then you this take it to the next step. And to have a personality. <laughs> no, he didn't. But you should have known that from his fucking bio, you idiot. Yes. Uh, and I'm not speaking to you. I'm saying that to her. Right. Um, yeah. He did the one he didn't fill out. Right. The, the bio he didn't about The one where he has two different names. Yeah. It's like, how? why are you even swiping That's on stuff like that? the most interesting thing about him. Yeah, that he has two different names. Yeah. I go by my middle name. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever, Michael Aaron. You could, ch- you could change your name. Mm-hmm. And... Again, you're a dating expert. You know he could change his name. If he... Where is the critical <laughs> thinking? <laughs> Where is it? It's, it's nowhere. It's non-existent. No. In a case like that, you should ask yourself, well, wait a minute. He, if he goes by Aaron, why doesn't he just change his profile name? Because he could. As it turns Hi, out, that's yes. critical thinking. <laughs> good that's critical thinking that's the stuff i'm talking about when something seems up question it question everything because that's how you're going to avoid and i know i stick on these scammers a lot but it's because they are so prevalent now yeah it's insane so in any case just write a simple message you know something about their profile check check me back you know hit me back if you'd like to chat keep it light give them you know let give them one chance to redeem themselves and if they don't just 
bail. Yeah. Don't reply with some obnoxious thing. You're a talkative guy. Right. That's not gonna just bail. Change. That's not going to make him interested. If he's not. Right. It's not going to help things. Right. It's not going to help things along. And exchange the messages. Go to video date. That's it. And scene. Sarah. On to the next. On to the next. Sarah. Yes. Final thoughts. Lot to unpack this week. <laughs> Lot to unpack. Lot to unpack. Um, stay safe out there. Wear your masks. Go to protests. That's it. Yep. Um, don't befriend Carlin Betchia because she'll write an essay about you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> don't be sassy. Don't be sassy in that first email. Nope. nope. Okay. Uh, follow us on the things. Womenology pod. Uh, you can follow us on Patreon as well because we're now like really regularly adding content. We stopped the last two weeks just because of everything that was going on. We just didn't feel it was appropriate. Um, but there's a link in the nav bar at the, on our site, womenologypod.com. You can uh, become a, a patron, mm-hmm. which would be lovely. Uh, yeah, guys, you're awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, white people, do better. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's that's really the only real takeaway to, of this show. We just got to do better. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>